Sponsored Internet, and welcome to Two Guys in SharePoint. The only SharePoint show in South Africa and across the globe, where everything is uh, not made up and there are no points. Good afternoon, Al. Mr. Modlin, it's the first show of the year and you're sitting right next to me. Yes. <laughs> that is absolutely crazy. I think for our listeners out there... I think we've only maybe done four shows where we're actually physically next to each other. Actually in the room, yeah, I think you're probably right. It's probably somewhere around there. Because <laughs> I know the, the, the first stuff we did when we launched the the show, we were at SharePoint Saturday yeah, 2016. Yeah. That's when we bought all the crazy kit and all of that. Yeah, yeah. So that was the most time. And then we did some video stuff, which I haven't forgotten. It's still on my iPad and we actually need to push that out. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's, it's, it's great to have you in the almost studio. Yes, a little bit behind the scenes for the listeners. That's what I'm doing up here on the arse end of the universe. It's not arse end, mate. It's, it's actually not as far as the, my previous arse end was. Yeah, but I'm up here because, yeah, we're setting up for an exciting new show, which you guys will hopefully see in February at some point. Yes, we did do, a, you know, like real professional shows do. They have an episode zero, zero. Yes. Yeah. And we did that one uh, around, I think it was the internet are still valid. Yeah. And we piped in a few conversations around that. But yes, episode, as soon as we are done building the studio now that myself and Rod have actually agreed on what we will be using. Yeah. It's going to be exciting and we're looking forward to that. And that'll be coming through to you on the Regarding 365 YouTube channel. Not only will 365 Insights be a new show, there are two, three other shows. There's Talking Teams with Damien Lorian. There's also an Azure Connect show with myself and Warren DeToy. And there is a show called 5 Minute 365 from Tracy van Awesome. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, if you guys haven't seen Regarding 365, go check them out. It's really cool. So what do we have? No guests this week? No guests this week. First thing up for the year, we've actually got quite a lot to go through this week. So it'll just be the two of us and we'll have a chat and... Hopefully keep it under 43 minutes. Well, we'd better get started then. All right. So we're moving on to our first segment of the year of the week in the news. Yeah, very nice. Have you seen... You haven't seen that, like, in person. I haven't, no. Like, he really gets all, like, amped up about it. It's really cool. All right. So what do you have, Mr. Wadden? Cool. So we've got quite a bunch of stuff. First of all, Microsoft very quietly announced that they've uh, they've dropped their plans to integrate Cortana into Dynamics 365, which is a thing. They why, were, why is it a thing, Modlin? Why is it a thing that they've dropped it? Well, yeah. because they said they were going to. They were pushing it quite hard, actually, as a differentiator for what Cortana does. And it turns out they're not going to do it anymore. I don't know why they're not going to. Um, I haven't seen any detail on that, but if you were looking forward to that, I'm very sorry. It's not going to happen anymore. So my question, so we're talking about AI and we don't talk a lot about AI, but I had an AI requirement this week. Yes. Well, I still have it and I'm still thinking about it. And with Cortana coming to devices and they want, Microsoft wants you to use more Cortana. Yes. Google Home has now got a Google Home Mini and... There have been so much talk about it cetera, on the Twitterates yeah. where there was a woman trying to say Google, okay Google, some Italian woman and it was it was a video that was making its rounds on Facebook. Hey? 
That's an old skit. Irish guys in a voice-activated elevator. Never mind. Oh, I remember Scottish, that. Scottish I remember guys. the yeah. voice elevated activity. But going forward, I'll give you a perfect example. So I've been on about this task management thing, right? Yeah. I manage my tasks better and all of those things. But for me, yes, I'm going to use Asana because sure. visually it does what it wants, what I wanted to do more so than anything else. But I think it was Tom Cruise in Minority Report where he was getting into the shower and they had that glass where he could see stuff. Yeah. Right? So I would, and I'm sure it's going to come, I would like to speak to a digital assistant, be it Cortana, Google, Siri, or Alexa, and literally walk into my office and say, Alexa, show me what's happening today. And I've got a screen somewhere and she should. And it, it does all of that for yeah. you. Yeah. And I can break it up into, well, Alexa, add uh, new ideas for the show to the ideation tab in 2002. Yeah. And it should add it. And visually the next morning, or she could tell me, Alistair, you, you can't do it now, but you have to say, Alexa, uh, what's in my calendar? And she'll tell you what's in a calendar. I don't know if Cortana does that into Outlook. I'm not sure. I haven't tried that. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly what skills Cortana has at the moment. It's not as much as Alexa. 25,000 is the magic number for Alexa, by the way. Yeah. It's like 250 for Cortana. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, they're, they're quite behind the eight ball. They took a while to get their dev kit out. It is out now. And if you are a dev, they've got a, they've got a tool set where you can, it's part of the bot tool set, but it'll yeah. run across Cortana and Facebook and what and what. And you can use the same tool set to code a bot that'll run on all of them. So that is available, but just getting it done. So the cognitive services in Azure. I don't know if you've had a look at it. They look really hot. Mad, mad, mad. I mean, they, they did the facial stuff, but there's so much more, the speech recognition and all of those things. Did you know that there's actually Office 365 AI uh, capabilities that was literally pushed out this month? Well, December, new to Office 365 in December. Okay, um, and what's, what's included in those? Well, I'm trying to read it. Um, there's stuff like Flashfall, Advanced Data, uh, Transformation for Excel, actually, which is quite neat. So unlocking rich insights inside of Excel and they're extending it to Excel. So you know how Flashfall works? You can drag and it will do the text. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of those things around mappings of um, insights in Excel. Um, so that's pulling a lot of AI through and all of those things. And there's also some new stuff around uh, company lingo with machine learning and a few other stuff. But next up, which is also quite a quite a new thing, well, I wouldn't say it's a new thing. It's a great way to, to talk about it. But uh, you've mentioned that the Windows 10 test is now shipping with Timeline. Yes. So if you are on the Insider Builds, I think it's only on the Fastering right now, um, it does have the Timeline feature built into Windows 10, which is really quite cool. I haven't, I'm not running the build, so I haven't actually tested it myself. But from what I've heard, it'll take all your actions that you've accomplished and put it in a timeline for you. So if you're thinking, oh, I need that document I was working on last week, Tuesday, you can scroll back through your timeline and it'll be there like you were working on this or you were corresponding via chat with this person or whatever it is you're doing, you get a chronological view of it rather than like the normal explorer sort of view. And it should make it quite interesting, a quite interesting new way to, to find whatever information we've been working on and like just keep up with the workflow. So that is quite interesting because you used to have, what was it where you could go do a point in time restore? What was that called? It wasn't called snapshot, it was called something else. Windows. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I remember that. I can't remember what it was called. So you could roll back to... Yeah, mm. it was... that. That's a different thing. That was basically a snapshot. It was, yeah. Yeah, like that was a snapshot of your machine. It's not... It wasn't keeping a... Um, a granular trail of everything you've done and then you say okay move me back four hours and then it moves you back four hours in that timeline you were saying take a shot of my computer this is where I want to restore to yeah and yeah. it wipes out everything from yeah. that data so th- this is a very different sort of technology it's keeping a granular view of all the changes you made and all the documents you're working on theoretically in 03652 I'm not 100% sure on that but that it, it's quite a compelling thing and I think that's really important um Operating systems have been very much the same for a very long time now. We've had some minor graphical changes, but the way you actually interface with it has been basically the same, barring digital assistance, right? Like, there, there was search was a big thing. That was the last big thing. Like, oh, I can search through all my programs and stuff when off the bar. Like, I can press the Windows key and just start typing and it'll be fine. But this is actually quite a different way of working which is quite interesting and I hope it takes on and I hope Microsoft get rewarded for for doing the forward thinking thing because so often they don't. So often they do something and it fails and then five years later Apple does it and it's the new hottest thing that they invented. That hasn't happened in a while. Eh? I think they're on a good wicket with Windows 10. I think they must just call it Windows. That will... And that'll do it. Because yeah. what are they going to do? Are they going to release Windows 11? I mean, how no. long has Windows 10 been like? Yeah, and they have said like this should be the last version of Windows. Yeah. It's Windows. We'll just call it Windows. Yeah. 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 All right, moving on. Uh, there's some other cute things you have in our show notes. Yeah. Um, speaking of looking forward to the future, Microsoft has released a preview of its quantum computing development kit. So this includes their QSharp language, a compiler, and a simulator. So if you are a heavy dev code guy and you want to have a look at what it actually means to do quantum computing, they've got a framework that you can code against. Yeah, quantum quantum computing, big story at Ignite this year. It was part of such as Blurb and the Keynote and a whole bunch of other things. And yeah, I think it's good that Microsoft's moving to that space because it's definitely a place that my kids would eventually want to play in as they grow up. You know? Yeah, and it, it is also... A space where I think Microsoft have a head start on just about everybody else. They've got the scale and the will to sort of explore it, and I think they're seeing they're they're seeing some results from very early investment yeah. in the idea now, and that's, also, that's really cool. From a cloud perspective, I've been doing quantum computing. They've got the computational power or the compute models to do this, and the revenue spend on Azure is absolutely ridiculous it's microsoft's largest growing product ever yeah ever it's it is massive it used to be point it is azure now or azure is not a product so yeah. they always struggle to funnily enough azure is not a product it's a group of services so to copyright an image a logo for azure yeah was a problem because it's not a product yeah they couldn't it's, it's trademark the logo because it wasn't a product they had to change legislation in order to trademark the azure logo that's, you know, the little yeah, triangle yeah. thing. Yeah, interesting. Too. Crazy. And now, moving on to why we exist, uh, why we are here, there's some news around SharePoint. Yes. Very recently, going out to the preview of 365 users now, apparently there are new uh, SharePoint page and uh, image editing capabilities that you can take advantage of. I'll just run through quickly some of the stuff it does. 
Um, you can do stuff like when you're creating a new page, you can start from an existing page instead of starting from blank, which is super useful if you're making a bunch of them. There's more options when you're doing rich text editing in a text web part. Um, image web parts will now allow editing in the web part. So you can zoom and crop and do all of that, which is fantastic. And you can also bring in photos from Bing straight from the web part, which is sweet. And you can now, they've got more promotion for pages. So once you've made the page, you need to alert everybody about it. So you can promote it. You can add it to the top nav, that sort of thing. You can also post it as news. So because 0365 has the news pipeline with hub sites and whatever, you can publish pages news and then it'll filter through that pipeline and, and be available to people there, which is really cool. And they've also got a bunch of new stuff sort of around analytics. So you can see site usage, you can see um, how many views, likes, you can check the comments on it, all that sort of stuff. So some exciting new functionalities, nothing um, sort of groundbreaking, but nice little quality of life things, which is really cool. All right. Is that it for the SharePoint bit of the show? I think we actually need to start. Uh, people ask me, well, we ever going to change the name of the show from Two Guys in SharePoint? I said, no, it sounds good. It does. And we're, we've done 50 episodes now. Changing it would be a bit weird. Yeah. Really. If so, you guys have been with us all the way, you know. So it, it it's, a, it's a nice Easter egg for everybody. Two guys in Office 365. No. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, quite have guys the same range. Two guys Yes. Okay, two guys and SharePoint. Anyhow, moving on, uh, last but not least on the Office 365 side, before we touch a product that I don't like and I've always voiced my opinions against, ToDo is now enabled by default. So you should be seeing it in your app launcher by default for your entire organization. Which is cool. Everybody can get it. It's low-level sort of task management. Look, this talks about bigger integration, understand where they're going. So uh, planner to 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 do to project and there's already a roll-up from planning to project yeah you know it's nice so they'll they'll have the the whole thing going through um and it's a nice little app and it, it's good that microsoft have an option for for that level of thing that actually segues quite nicely into a whole bunch of flow news one bit of which is a bunch of new connectors one of which obviously includes microsoft to do so End of last year, after our last episode, they announced a bunch of new connectors. So we've got Microsoft To Do. We've got Azure Container Instances, so you can do some control of that. Azure Custo, which Custo is apparently a log analytics cloud platform that does like bespoke big data analysis. So you can uh, tiny that. Some Metatask connectors, PlumSail Documents Connector. That's apparently a service that's got an API that allows you to create documents off of. I'll just talk over Mr. Krabs here. You can create documents off templates, whether they're docx or HTMLs. You can convert, convert documents to PDF, and apparently it does a bunch of other stuff. So that's quite interesting. What would you grab from a container instance? I suppose maybe we should ask Warren, where's flannel? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not big into Azure containers, but apparently you can spin up and activate containers now from a flow. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Yeah, so that's actually quite cool. That, yeah, so you can do a bit of your management stuff. So flow's sort of idea, right, is that it's a, a personal work automation tool. So I can use it to automate a bunch of my repetitive tasks. If I'm dealing with a lot of Azure containers, what I'm going to want to do is automate 
pulling them up, putting them down, whatever the case is. So you need those connectors and I've got them now. Right. Um, another new thing about Flow is, I don't think we've talked about it. They've got Flow Analytics now. End of last year, we talked about the Power Apps Analytics dashboard. There's now a Flow Analytics dashboard as well. So can you um, measure your Flow? Yeah, you can measure. I don't think it does um, performance management, but it will show you how many times it's run, whether it passed, whether it failed. Um, so it's not going to tell you how long it took to, for one step to go to another step? I No, it hasn't got that granular yet. They have said they're, they want to increase the granularity of of for me, that's pie. I mean, in Texas, you've got a Hawkeye, and yes. you can drop beacons in your workflow. See, I know a little bit about workflow. Yes, no, yeah. totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hawkeye was always interesting because you can also do that by logging it to a list somewhere. Sure. Yeah, but um, you'd have to write every action to the list, right? And yes. then measure the time it took between actions. Yes. Sort of thing, yeah. And then build a dashboard on top of it. Yes. And then sum up, tie it back. Yeah. Now you just go, you just go in Hawkeye, and... Hawkeye, Hawkeye, show me the lens. Yeah. And it's cool. It, it's nice. And I'm I'm assuming these dashboards, both the Flow one and the Power Apps one, are going to get a lot more data in it as time goes on. So, but a couple of things the Flow dash, the Flow Analytics does at the moment, you can get the total flows run by day, you get the number, um, and you can get trends out of that, which is quite cool. So that'll complete uh, the Flow portion for L, and I'll move on to another one he doesn't like, which is Power Apps. You can now customize your form with Power Apps. Yes, you can in SharePoint. We talked about that last year. But it wasn't available in my tenant. It is now. Yeah. So okay, I haven't played with that. But, um, that's very cool. I think that's super powerful. Oh, I'll put this in. Um, you can also now, there's a preview out for a Power Apps custom visual in Power BI which is actually really quite cool. So you've got your Power BI dashboard, right? So you're presenting a bunch of data and you're moving it around and filtering it and slicing it and whatever. You can have a Power App embedded in that dashboard that will take the data, that will absorb the data that you're moving around in the Power BI dashboard. So you've got a Power BI dashboard of all your clients and whatever, and you you bring it down to a subset through the dashboard, you know, you're filtering it and shrinking it and whatever, and then you land up with a few and you those can get passed through to the Power App and you push a button and it, it does whatever. So you can have a, a Power App form that'll bring in the data from that and then perform whatever tasks off of it and kick off flow and, and do whatever. Okay. So that's quite cool. So in your in your data analytics, while you're going through all your analytics, you're doing that ideally, right? You're, you're going through all that data to come up to a, a resolution that will lead to an action. Right? Do I need to play the YouTube file? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. No, but just, but like that, that's the idea behind analytics, right? You've got data, you do, you do analysis on it, and that leads you to a decision. That decision is going to require an action. So you can capture an action. So you can capture an action through the power apps off of that. So you can do like meeting minutes. Yeah, very very much the 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 same sort of thing. But um, off of that. So I thought that was super cool. You know these show notes. You can see you wrote them because they've got flow and power apps, and then more flow and more flow. Oh. You write some show notes. I don't do do that. I don't. It's a repetitive strain. This is repetitive strain for me. 
this is why I'm the host and you're the co-host because <laughs> I write the yeah, show. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I write the songs that all the what make the all. The, I forget that. Anyhow, moving on. Uh, are we done with power apps? I think we're done with power apps. Yes. Uh, we might want to introduce a Skype time bomb timer. Okay. Because we have to count down the Skype clip. Yeah, I mean we don't actually have a date for it, so that would be it'd be difficult to do a countdown. But there's a lot of changes, and even Gartner, Microsoft paid Gartner, obviously. But there's an article if you go to blogs.office.com on the state of collaboration because of Skype and Microsoft's new vision for communications and collaboration in Office 365. So. They've done a bunch of name changes, not just Skype to Teams, but there's a few other things for, and this is for our Skype listeners, by the way. Um, they've changed a few names that people have been working with and read the article because it's quite interesting, but there's a lot of Microsoft in a Gartner published article. They've changed Cloud PPX to phone system. The PSTN stuff's also changed. There's the PSTN conferencing, which I didn't even know existed, has been changed to audio conferencing. And the last one, the PSTN calling has just become a calling plan. So it's interesting to see the shift, and we can probably just regurgitate a lot of these conversations. I wrote a post, I think it was about a week ago, about uh, Skype being a ticking time bomb and what Skype companies, because you have companies yeah. that deploy unified comms and all of that, yeah. all of a sudden, have you read it though, Rod? Did you read it? I haven't read through. You didn't? No, I don't, I don't read yourself. Why would I do that? Okay. He's a shock, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. But there's a lot of conversation around Skype teams and teams and Skype and where Skype is going and do we have a coexistence of Skype for business on-prem yeah. and Skype for business online and teams. Yeah. Because they can all exist. Yeah. Pretty much, you know. That's quite a complicated setup. It is. And Microsoft promoting, look, my biggest bugbear with this whole thing, and if you read my blog post, you'd realize, and we're going to do episode one of 365 Insights, we'll cover this, by the way. Well, we okay. might have a prelude to episode one, which is called episode 0 0.5, because we've got episode 0, 0. So yes, we'd love to hear your views on what you think about Skype or what you think about Teams, and we'll put our doomsday kind of clock onto one of the sites somewhere. Anyhow, coming back, our segment on Azure, we've covered Office 365, two things that are, 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 are interesting that um, updates have come through. Now, I'm not going to cover, we're in the toy, we'll cover it in Azure Connect, but the two things that I would like to highlight is that the GDPR is real. Have you okay. spent time on it? No, I haven't. I did. A lot of time. Okay. Very recently. Okay. So if you want a GDPR, any information on GDPR, there's only one place you need to go. So look for Chris Givens. Is an MVP out of San Diego in California. Yeah. And he broke down everything in the GDPR into a 220, 230 slide, slide deck. Wow. Because everything's listed as articles. So yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. Uh, 679 and 680, those are the two bits of legislation. And go read that. That's all you have to read because he says what the article is, what it means, and what you have to do. Absolutely brilliant. But GDPR also impacts Azure. And Microsoft in France um, has released a, some nice guidelines in both English and French, strangely enough, around how to implement or what the implication of the GDPR is, what implementation guidelines there are that you need to deploy inside of Azure to make sure that what you're running in Azure is actually GDPR compliant. And I think we should actually do a show just on GDPR, but it will be for the 365 insights because yeah. it's, the impact is, I mean, they, that's huge. They've got so many different explanations. So you get 
So it's a protection of personal information, right? Yeah. So like similar Personally again, identifiable, and but whatever. there's sensitive, yeah. there's non-sensitive, there's biometric and genetic, and then there's natural data, and there's also pseudomus data. I, okay, if you say so. And I'd like to break that down. Yeah, like we, yeah, we should yeah. totally break that down. Anyhow, so there's a nice guide, a detailed guide that Microsoft's published. So those that worry about Azure, go and to, I think it's blogs.azure.com or... Microsoft.com slash Azure blogs. I can remember which one, but there's a wealth of information there. Uh, last but not least, on the Azure side, data factory connectors. It's very cool. So now you've got like with Power Apps and Flow, you've got connectors, data factory. Data factory's also got, so you've got a PayPal connector and all the other bits yeah. and bobs that you can now sack into, which is quite cool. I think that's it from the Azure side that I'm happy to conclude the new section. Yeah, that sounds good for the news. That's been a lot of news. That's it has. Fantastic. We've actually got a little bit of time. Next segment, first one for the year, is new features I didn't know about of the week. Cool. What do you have for us this week, Al? So those that work with ShareGate. Yes. Okay. I didn't know this, but you know ShareGate's got an insane mode. I, yes, no, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can buy the standard mode and then you get the insane mode. There are things that the insane mode will not copy. Oh. Yeah. Like what? Any ASPX page. Any, okay, okay. So the insane mode is purely like you've got a bunch of documents, just shut. It will not copy ASPX pages. It will continue though in standard mode. But if you've, if your site is very ASP heavy, heavy, it's going to copy it in standard mode. That's a GFAB top tip right there. That Moving is on. Really good to know. Yeah, just yeah. sort of enlightened you. you know? yeah. I mean, you guys are sharing it, right? Yeah, we, we, we do. We use sharing oh, it. Right. So, yeah. If you've got a lot of wiki pages, it ain't it gonna ain't, insane. Ain't you. gonna work. That's, yeah. it is not insane in the membrane. And I didn't know about that till last week. So it is a new feature of the week. Or lack of a feature of the week, but yeah, that works. Why? The grammar Nazi. Anyhow, moving on to Rod's favorite segment of the show. And it used to be my favorite, and then he changed it, and now it's called Go With The Flow. I love the fact that you have to introduce it. As a co-host, as a co-host, I'm forced. It's done under duress, though. The duress makes it all the sweeter. (laughs) Yes, so this week on Go With The Flow, I cut a little bit out of the news we talked about earlier. I see this here, Slack, very Slack. <laughs> no, Slack is an entirely different thing. Microsoft has uh, Teams. I use it as a verb, not as a noun. So there are new features for the Outlook connector in Flow, which are quite cool. Stuff like you can now export emails as files. It makes a .eml file. So if you want to archive them manually, I guess, you can do that. It also has actions to forward emails, uh, mark emails as read, and there's one to respond to an event uh, event invite. So if you get an event invite in, you can respond to it. You can set up a room if you've got all that configured. You can do all of that now automatically through Flow, which is sweet. And they've got a new trigger, which is quite cool. That is when somebody at mentions me. So, you know, in, in Outlook now, you can do at mentions. So you go at and you start typing the person's name and it 
fills it in for you, just like a will on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. You're aware of this, huh? Yes, yeah. I've seen it. So they've got a trigger now specifically for that. So if somebody's mentioning you to give you a task, you can have a flow that will read the email for you, pick up the ad mention and create a task for you in to-do or planner or whatever with that task. Which so is what, what, what? I like the trigger one. That's actually quite cool. That's going to be quite handy to automate some of your your email correspondence because I don't know about you, but I get far too many emails in a day. I hate it. Yeah. Absolutely. Is that it? Now are you done with... Yes, I'm done with Flow. Okay. Can you see... Now that you are sitting next to me, you can see the pain, the excruciating pain. It's lovely. <laughs> that I go through. That's brilliant. I'm, I'm so impressed. Anyhow, is that it? Is that a wrap? Uh, we are under, under 43 minutes. That's absolutely fantastic. You guys get a, a lean and mean episode this week. So thank you all very much for joining us this week. If you want to find us online, you can find our website, twoguysinsharepoint.co.za. We're also on Twitter, at twoguyssharepoint. I'm on Twitter, at oddmodlin, and L is... At Alistair Pugin. We're also on Facebook and iTunes and your podcast app of choice. You can search for Two Guys in SharePoint, all one word on iTunes, and you will find it. Well, it was the other one. Um, well, I think it was... I think Spotify, we need to get into Spotify. We need to get into Spotify now. Is that what the kids are doing these days? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. pretty much. When you speak to Alexa, you're speaking to Spotify. Anyhow, yeah, that's a wrap. And I'll talk. Ciao. out there that have got very good ears that humming in the background is actually a drone on top of my house zoom 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 zoom, zoom. Ho- hopefully my editing is good enough that nobody can hear it <laughs> <laughs>